Welcome to Dose of Support, a podcast for healthcare professionals to preserve stories and provide a dose of support to each other through community and shared experiences. We're going to share successful and sometimes not successful self-care methods. And I'm your host, Dr. Vanessa Casper, a nurse practitioner and a professional just like you. Remember, I'm hosting this podcast, but I'm not your healthcare provider, and my guests aren't here to provide healthcare advice either. But we do encourage you to seek out care from your own healthcare professional. And although we're sharing stories from healthcare, I intend to fully adhere to HIPAA and protect privacy. And remember, this podcast is not related to any employer. It's hard out there, so let's find some self-care in healthcare. Stay tuned, everyone. Welcome to Dose of Support, and this is our debut episode where we introduce what the podcast is really about. I am your host, Vanessa Casper, but today, here to interview me is Mrs. Lisa Stredwick, a RN and a practicing rehab nurse. Is that what I should say? Like, should I... Yeah, I think that's what I am. I work at an inpatient rehab unit. Welcome, Lisa, to the podcast, and thanks for doing this. I want all of the people that are listening to know what our episodes are going to be about moving forward. And I think that because you know me so well, you are the ideal person to grill me on this. (laughs) I don't know if I'm very good at grilling, but I'll try. (laughs) I can hear you smiling (laughs) and laughing at me. Okay. A little bit, yes. (laughs) So, So folks listening out there, Dose of Support is a podcast that is just starting. This is the prologue episode. So Normally, I will be interviewing someone that works in healthcare, and I'm trying to interview all different disciplines and all different types of people for for their different experiences and their different stories. And so normally on an episode, I will start with someone that I'm interviewing, but today it's a little different. All right. So that's where I come in. So now I am the interviewer. So Vanessa... I think everyone kind of wants to know, like, get, let me know a little bit about your background. I mean, I know, but the listeners and um, won't know you like I do. And so what kind of training do you have? Great question, Lisa. So I started as a certified nursing assistant when I was 19 years old, and that was my introduction to healthcare. And it was sort of a crash course. Anyone out there that's listening, that's a student or has done any kind of that that hard labor, it was like very eye-opening for me. And I I did that job through nursing school. I got my two-year RN degree, and then I got my bachelor's of science in nursing degree. And throughout all of that, I was working in inpatient telemetry and then in a neurotrauma ICU, in a level one ICU, and then later in a CV ICU or cardiovascular ICU unit. I have taught in academia for about five years in schools of nursing, and I obtained my doctorate in nursing practice and now practice as a nurse practitioner in primary care. So I have a really wide array of experience and I've worked with so many disciplines. In fact, I think that nurses in particular are very good at collaborating and that's why we are able to reach out to other disciplines and 
and work together for the best patient outcomes. So that's my background. That's awesome. So it sounds like you're really versed at like interacting with so many different people, which will make you a perfect host for this podcast. Well, I hope so. Let's let's just cross our fingers. Yes, for sure. Um, so kind of what does a day in your job look like right now, now that you've made it all the way through to your doctorate and you're a you know practitioner? Um, what does your day look like? Yeah, so my days during the COVID-19 pandemic are tough. I think a lot of people are out of work, even people in healthcare. And I know that my my job in primary care is not valued as highly as a surgeon's job might be. Um, so my caseload is down. Normally, I would see probably 8 to 12 patients a day. And I work off of quality, so I, I want to have the best outcomes for my patients versus quantity. Seeing 30 patients a day in a clinic is not, is not conducive to high quality necessarily. Um, and so I focus on quality. I focus a lot in the older adult population and a lot of chronic health disease management. I do a lot of advanced care planning discussions with my patients and their families, and um, it's a nine-to-five job, which is very different from my ICU work, where I was working three 12-hour night shifts. So y'all, I have been there. If you are doing that, I feel ya. You're doing a lot of telehealth right now, so all of your visits, are you going into the um, facilities at all right now? I am. So what what I've decided to do is a, a bit of a hybrid model to my practice, and I see as many patients as I can virtually, as long as there is staff or family there to help them with a virtual visit, we make that happen. But sometimes things come up where I need to perform a procedure or I need to do a very thorough exam, and perhaps I'm wanting to avoid a hospitalization with a patient, and I really want to know um, what the next step is for them before hospitalization. And so I will actually go in and do an in-person exam in that case in my full PPE and, um, yeah, hope for the best. <laughs> Why do you feel right now is the time for a podcast like this? I feel like a podcast like this has been needed for a very long time in healthcare. As someone who has experienced secondary trauma in a trauma ICU where you see death, you see um, car accidents, you see gunshot wounds, you see stabbings, you see this bad stuff. And I have, I have performed CPR on a very young person and then five minutes later had to go down the hall and take care of my other patient like it never happened. And I think that that experience needs to be remembered and captured. And we need to, I, I know I'm not alone in that experience. And I think what we need to do together is identify coping skills. Because at the time when a particular situation like that happened to me, I did develop PTSD symptoms. And I have been treated for that ongoing. And I have... Um, 
I have more stories behind that that contributed to that. But I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one that is burnt out. And then here comes the COVID-19 global pandemic to just throw a wrench in everyone's care. And I think that there are folks out there that are struggling to give the best care that they want to give. And they're held back by systems. They're held back by supplies. They're held back by, by politics. And there is no place for you to air your grievances. There is no place for you to share an experience or scary thing. There's no place for you to share a success story because it's all lost to somewhere. And so this is the platform where you get to share that and where we can all come together and learn from each other's abilities with coping and self-care. Um, I could definitely use something like that myself. Um, I have been working quite a bit during the pandemic. Um, our census has actually increased and I've been picking up hours a lot, which I'm very, very fortunate to have been able to say that. Um, I know a lot of people are not working, so I definitely know that I could use a podcast like this and a group like this. Um, I have you in my personal life, so I get to have the podcast kind of in real life all the time. But um, I think <laughs> it will be really great for people to have access to um, your ideas and your thoughts and just the community that's going to develop. Um, I think that will be really, really special for everyone in healthcare. Um, so when we're talking about who this podcast is for, is it exclusively for like anyone in healthcare? Um or just direct practitioners or direct care type staff? Or could it be for like ancillary staff, like people that work in billing or people that um, like food service in there? There's just so many facets of healthcare. Who is this podcast for? That's a great question. And I want to keep it as open as possible. What I can say is that a lot of work at the bedside with the patient is invisible. And so I want to value all of the work and no job is too small. And I mean, no job. If you're brushing teeth for a patient, I want to hear from you. If you are helping a patient pray because you're the chaplain, I want to hear from you too. I think there are so many ways that we can create health and wellness and it doesn't have to be necessarily at the bedside in the hospital. It can be in other care settings and it can be folks that give care in all sorts of ways. So we're going to focus on, you're going to focus on um, a lot of people's stories. Now, is there a certain story that kind of is highlighted in your mind from your own experience and history in healthcare, um, from being a nursing assistant all the way to being a nurse practitioner? Yeah. Um, it's a tough story. So I, like I said, I had been working in intensive care units for probably six or seven years. And um, my first husband, whom I had been divorced from, I got a call from his family that he had attempted suicide and that he was on life support in an ICU. And I was called to his bedside as one of the people that was closest to him for a lot of his life. And we slowly said goodbye to him and he became an organ donor. And it was, it was a very hard thing for me to go through. And then I returned to work in intensive care and I saw him and his story 
in every patient. And so when I took care of a young man that was on a ventilator, not doing so hot, I was reminded of him constantly. And nobody understood how I was feeling. Um, there wasn't a place for me to share that. And I, I had to learn how to cope with that and how to move forward from that. Wow, that's a really, really um, powerful story. I know that there's probably a lot of people out there that can relate with you on so many levels. Um, and I think that's, again, why this podcast is going to be so awesome. And I look forward to listening to all the episodes. Um, so in terms of the podcast, what other mediums do you have out there, like Instagram, um, Facebook? What kind of places um, can we find information on the podcast? And where can we listen to the podcast? Awesome that you bring that up because um, I will be uploading this podcast to all major platforms, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen, Google Play. I mean, wherever you listen, you should be able to find this podcast. And if you're having trouble, you can always go to my website, which is www.doseofsupport.com. And when you go there, you can click on episodes, you can click on our social media links, you can donate to my Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash dose of support. Um, and that will just there are some special incentives on Patreon. So if you really want your voice heard on the show, or if you want to give input like questions to an upcoming guest, that will be where you're allowed to do that. So if you become a patron via Patreon, you'll be able to participate in, in ways that other people can't because you're supporting the show. Um, and then certainly dose of support is existing so that we can support each other and so that we can identify self-care methods and we can identify ways to cope. And even if that means venting here on this podcast, that's what I'm here for. But also our private Facebook group is a great place to post a grievance or a place to vent. Of course, you need to be HIPAA compliant when you do that. But uh, there's there's already hundreds of people in that group, and I'm sure that someone has been through something similar, and they can support you if you post there. And the same thing goes for Instagram. I really want to collaborate with other disciplines and have people get their voices heard. I think there are a lot of people in healthcare that have their voices silenced. I want to highlight those voices, and so follow me on Instagram as well, and I will I will share your stuff, and I will um, message you there as well. And so I I want to connect. I think that that is really at the at the heart of nursing is making connections with people, and so this is another way that I am going to nurse. That sounds really great. Um, um, what else do you want to touch on? I wonder, you know, maybe it should be said, like, I am not making money by doing this. I, it, it will hopefully become self-sustainable someday, but I am not generating any income by doing this. I am not doing this as part of my employment. I literally had an idea in the shower one night and I was like, oh my God, I need to start this podcast. 
<laughs> and it was like, it was an aha moment, as Oprah would say. It was a light bulb moment where like something just, and it was like 2 a.m. I was showering at 2 a.m. because I have a little baby at home. And like, let's be honest, that's my life right now. And I had this moment where I was like, this is a great idea. And part of me was like, you can't let this go because this is what what you've needed and what I I know other people need this too. And I know that even there's so much learning to be done too, because I, I've already done some of these interviews and I'm learning so much. And I thought I knew what all these other disciplines in healthcare did. I thought I knew their training. I thought I knew their roles. I thought I knew what they went through during a day at work. And I'm finding that I, I really didn't. And there's a lot of similarities that we all have to each other and we didn't know it. And you don't have to suffer in silence. And you can even find joy and strength by listening to some of these stories because there's success stories in here too. I mean, it's not all sad and it's not all challenging. Sometimes, sometimes it is the joy that you need to hear. And so... I think I want to say, like, I'm not doing this for money. I, I have a full-time job. I'm doing this on the side, but I think it's important enough that I've invested my own money and my own time into making this become something that really helps people. Again, really powerful. That's um, just really making, like, hitting home again why this is such an important platform um, podcasts. I just got into the podcast. So I am kind of learning as I go. There's a podcast for everything, but really I hadn't seen or heard of anything for healthcare professionals in this realm. So I think this is going to be a really, really um, beneficial place for people to be able to go share their stories and connect. And I'm looking forward to being involved in it as well. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to ask questions that I think listeners will have. And um, we will be back next week with another interview and a whole new episode. And I can't wait to grow our community together. So thank you everyone for listening today. And we'll see you next time. Dose of Support is written, produced, edited, everything by me, Vanessa Casper, with exclusive music by Rafael Sequeira. Don't forget to rate the show or leave feedback wherever you listen. I'm punching out until next week, where we try to find some self-care in healthcare once again. Mm-hmm.